Hey girlies. Hi girlies. Welcome back to the Real House Girlies pod. Girlies, I'm exhausted. Okay. It's a lot this time of year and it's only the beginning of festive season. Well, this is ep 21. So we've been... We've been potting. This is one of those habits that we've actually managed to keep. I honestly did think when we started the pod, we would last maybe like three episodes and then <laughs> for 21 and we're still going. I can't wait to get to like 2001. Yeah, that's going to be amazing. We'll have to wear double denim in the spirit of yeah. the 2000s. It's like sometimes the way your brain works is a complete mystery to me. How you got there, I will never know. <laughs> and that's the joy. Yeah, but end of year exhaustion is it's really kicking in and I was just looking at my diary for the next month between all the family mm. friends work and then also outside activities that are happening it's looking stacked and I'm starting to feel anxious I think at my work there's four different team Christmas events yeah I'm not attending will you go to one maybe we'll see how you feel yeah yeah, this is like not the most fun way to start the pod, but it is just how like we're literally feeling. And I think a lot of people are feeling this way at the moment. I'm, it's the rundown to the break, but you need to have something to look forward to. Yeah. Well, I made the executive decision that I was not going to make it to the break unless I took a pre-break break. Yes. So I've just been away. I've popped down to the Goldie for Goldie. The Goldie. <laughs> For four nights. Yep. Pre-Christmas holiday. Best thing. Oh, it looked Devon. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I just snorted. Um, Yeah, it was. It was actually divine. Yeah. Devon. It was great. Um, Four days was enough to fill Rancho Relaxo. You need three full days, I think. Doing a weekend is not enough. You're packing before you know it packing before you know it like you've just unpacked you've just sat by the pool suddenly you know it's time to check out no I said to Matt I was like we're gonna do a proper little break yeah four nights at the Langham a lot of people have been curious to know what the Langham was like Mm. because it's only fairly new it is new yeah so I'm gonna just quickly give my wrap up of the hotel you're welcome to do so Great. So the hotel itself is beautiful. Yeah. The pool, stunning. I would say that it is hot property to get a pool chair, especially on the weekend. There was a Sunday. The Sunday we were down by the pool for the first full day and I was like, right, so we're sitting on the ground. Thankfully, we got into like stalker mode, waited for someone who looked like they were packing up and then pounced. Because I can't be sitting on the ground. I had a memory pop up. You know, I get photo memories every day. And it was of me laying on one of those Kalal floor mats. And I was like, I knew I would find the one time I had to do this and swore never again. Never again. No, we're very fortunate to like find a spot. and then put it up on the socials. Put it up. Yeah. But then every other day we're a bit more tactical about time we got down to the pool mm. and making sure that we kind of staked our territory 7 a.m yeah because not all pool chairs are made equal either like some <laughs> are in some are in a shitty position they're not getting enough sun some are getting too much sun right they had like they had rounds but also lounges but also deck chairs so you wow not, yeah you don't want to sit on a deck chair all day I saw I had lunch at um, Hellenica on the weekend. Yeah. And you can tell the people that have never stayed at the Calor before because they've picked their pool chairs on the wrong side where the sun's gone by lunch. Yeah. You you gotta know. You gotta know. You gotta scope it out. It takes a couple of days on holiday to get fully yeah, across the, the pool dynamics. But now that you are across it, would you stay at the Langham again? I would stay there again. The room itself was beautiful. I found this really good promo that they were doing. Because you wouldn't pay full rack rate for it. If you just go on their booking tool, the, it's extortion. Yeah. The room rates that they're charging. But um, they had plenty of promos. It was like stay three nights and get free breakfast and an upgraded room and a discount and like, like that all combined. Like what more could I have? What more could I have? So that all combined meant that it was like reasonable-ish. I would say that it is still an expensive hotel. The location itself is shithouse. Like, oh, you don't like it. Well, it's on the, that corner. It's the top of Broad Beach, bottom of Surface. Yes. 
And I'm a Burley and South. There kind are of no Gold hotels. That's the problem. Should we open one? There, yeah, maybe. There are no hotels, and I just considered doing Airbnb, and I thought, you know what? If I get there and it's not clean, if the sheets don't feel crisp, you need luxury. I need a towel service. I'm on the edge, and that'll push me over. Yeah, I need. <laughs> I needed a towel service. I need a turn down. I call. Hey, can you turn my room down? We're going to dinner. Come back. Everything's beautiful. Yeah. Well, actually, they came for the turndown like, at the most inconvenient of times when I was already kind of... Turning down. having early nights. <laughs> I'm already kind of turning down. I don't need you to... You're going to watch down. them turn it down, just wait in your robe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's so awkward, isn't it? Yeah. You wouldn't do that. You wouldn't do that. But no, they had great outdoor pool area, perfect for like just lazing the days around. They have the indoor pool, which is nice in case it's rainy, which one day it was... They've got the sauna and stuff. It's yeah. like everything you need for a little luxury getaway, they had. Did you eat at the restaurants? We ate at the breakfast because we had breakfast included in our little package promo deal. Mm. And it was like decent. Like I yeah. want to try their yum cha restaurant. We didn't go to the yum cha restaurant. We went to their lobby bar and we did eat there. Mm. Uh, it wasn't bad as far as lobby bars go. It wasn't bad. They have these really great salted macadamia nuts complimentary on the table. Yum. So good. There was a time in my life in London where I lived off the free nut mix at the Mandarin Oriental Bar. Yeah. Yeah. It was a little bit, because I know Langham is English. They had the little telephone booth in the lobby all decked out and they do the high tea and stuff. I've seen photos. It's a little bit. You didn't get a photo. We didn't. Mm. No, I didn't. Did I, no, I did not stand in the phone booth and take a photo. But I did threaten to do that. And last time that I was in London taking one of those photos, it was 2012, <laughs> and I was in my full like leggings era, nice. like leggings as pants era, specifically the black milk. Leggings oh no! The galactic, <laughs> not the galactic. Mine were these black that had like sheer paneling and then oh, like no. shiny bits. <laughs> no. And so my London telephone photo is like I'm wearing these fucking black milk leggings. I'm wearing a ruby shoe ballet flat. <laughs> my hair's in one of those like top messy floppy buns. <laughs> And I'm wearing a coat that was de- like 100% polyester <laughs> and it's the middle of winter Don't in London. my obliques are so sore. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, so Lord. definitely not keen to believe that memory anytime soon. <laughs> but yes, my my ultimate view on it was that I would stay there again. It was great. If you turn right instead of turning left, it's a 15-minute beach walk down into Broad Beach. Mm. You love Broad Beach. I do. There are cafes, bars, restaurants, everything there. So it was, like, not that bad. We did find ourselves driving to Burley a couple of times just to go to some of our fave eating, drinking spots. But you could definitely just get away with staying around the Broad Beach area. See, I think I would like the the morning beach walk from the Langham down to Broad Beach and back because it's quite a quiet patch of beach. Yeah, it was pumping. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was... At like 6 a.m.? No, we were doing the beach walks at like 8.30. Oh. We, were, we were sleeping in. This was a rest and recuperation. Okay. okay. Like I read three books. My phone time went down because I, I said to myself, and this was a, maybe a little bit of a boundary that I was trying to like refind because when I went to that Eden health retreat, I really tried to unpack my phone relationship a little bit and I had really lost sight of that. My phone time was back up to like six hours a day. Yeah. And so I got it down to about 25 minutes. I was yeah, really I being like hard Your boundaries phone. have impacted my codependency. <laughs> Hard no phone time, which was actually the most refreshing part of it all. Mm. It's amazing what it can feel like after three days of very minimal phone time. And even just getting into bed and doom scrolling, I was like, no, just pick up your book. I smashed through three books in four days. Well, you don't miss anything. Nothing really that interesting happens. Nothing happened. By the time I came back to reality and like back to the internet, like actually nothing had happened. No. It's no. probably a new lip combo that you've missed, but yeah. who cares? Yeah. So how was your, how's your start of your festive season? I really can't be living off canapes in December. Yeah. Well, this, so we wanted to talk about boundaries. Yeah. And I think... I'm, I probably don't know what they are, but 
if I was going to have a crack at one, it would be that I know I need to eat meals at home, like four, at least four days a week. Yeah. Because I'm a control freak. I don't, I don't really want to eat the canapes. What's it going to do to my, my regular gut movements? Well, and I feel this way about a cheese board and stuff, right? Like it's so many empty calories, but then you don't actually feel full or satiated. And then you'll like sick. feel a bit sick. Yeah. Yeah. And like if the canopies, canopies, canopies are no good, the canapes. Um, so I'm, yeah, I'm probably not going to too many parties. We've already just, I'm not grinchy. I love Christmas. I love like Christmas. Like I loved when we were in, um, the city on the weekend, just like the Christmas trees are in Queens Plaza. Yeah. The festive spirit is there. Mariah Carey's singing Christmas songs already. Yeah. I'm ready. Do you think we should go to like a carol? A caroling. Like candlelight. I also wouldn't mind doing like a Christmas lights driving tour. I love a Christmas lights <laughs> driving tour. Let's do it. So I want to do those things. I don't think like look, I'm I'm drinking anyway. I'm drinking every week. This I have my my limits and I flex within my limits. Um, I've stopped drinking during the week for the most part, which I'm really pleased with. But yeah, yeah I'm not looking to ramp up. I just want to relax. It's been one of those years. Yeah, we want to Breakups, moving house again, yeah. work on work on work on work. Yeah, you've had a lot of change, a lot of emotional change as well. <sighs> you just need to kind of roll into Rancho Relaxo mode. We're not looking to like step up and to be full party girl time. No. No. And I have been having this internal struggle. Mm. Like... Do I need to enter a party girl era for a little bit? Do I need to be a little bit of a Serena Vanderwoodson? Yep. And then I'm like, oh God, no, I can't be bothered. Can't be bothered. And who's going to look after me? It's it's exhausting. (laughs) Who's going to make sure I get home? It is exhausting. So yeah, I'm just trying to prioritize what I will and won't go to. And I feel a sense of obligation to a lot of these events. There are obviously ones that you can't get out of because it's like a work thing and you're expected to be there or it's a family thing and you need to be there uh but i need to start looking at prioritizing all the other periphery yeah and i think there's also how you show up like for a work thing i set a rule back when we worked together and i had this one really really drunk colleague yep just like very drunk be very um, we might be thinking of different people this was like a sweet nerdy really drunk but it would get weird oh yeah weird like pervy or weird it's just like could you go home now you know I've had enough I think I know who you're talking about yeah Yeah. (laughs) um from my team and I then set a little rule like I don't need to drink at work events like I'll go drink after or I'll drink the next day but I'm happy to just have waters be there for the required amount of time and then go home I really want to have clear like a delineation between who I am and who I show up as at work. Mm. I don't really like, probably mostly with the people that you work with all the time because we obviously became best friends out of work, but it there wasn't a line of we work together and we're friends. We were just friends. We worked in different teams. We mm. didn't have to manage when it's okay and not okay to be weird. Yeah, I think with the, with the works Christmas events, I will just kind of not drink... Maybe maybe have a glass, you know. Maybe if have a glass. Nice. If it's not if nice, it's nice, don't worry about it. Have a sparkling Drive, water. Have a sparkling water. Don't feel like you need to, you know, get stuck into it. That's absolutely not the case. This may be terrible advice, but I have a hack for controlling myself, and that's that I drive to things. Yeah. Because then I know that I can't have more than, like, two drinks. But then I'm sure that there are people where that's terrible advice and don't do this because if you drive there and then you think I have to drive home but you've had more than two drinks, you're probably like risking your life and your license. But And you have to Uber and you got to go back and get your car tomorrow and do the whole walk Yeah, but if you can set yourself up and like that would work for you, that's what works for me. I'll be like, oh, got to go. Got to go. Got to get out of here. The party is done. The party's done. My car's waiting. Yeah. Um, The other thing that imposes a boundary on how much fun I can have is I have some weird allergy I need to go get tested because 
You've got the Asian flush. Well, yeah, your... but it's patchy. <laughs> and I don't just get like pink cheeks. I get like red and purple blotches like on my neck or on like one side of my face. And it doesn't happen every time I drink. It doesn't happen with everything that I drink. I haven't quite cracked the code, but I had to go and leave my lunch on the weekend because I could feel myself flushing and get a Zyrtec. And I love to keep a stash of Zyrtec at home for a really bad hay fever day. And otherwise I don't fuck with pills. Like, well, you know, uh, preferably try not to have like I don't have too much Panadol I don't have too many antihistamines like I don't know what my resilience to it is growing to be I need to know that they work well they can really disrupt your stomach as well I find like if I have to take a Panadol yeah it's my least favorite thing to do because my stomach will be upset and they barely work anyway so like why put your organs through stress over a headache that's not going away yeah so you had to leave your lunch you had to go and buy some Zyrtec had to go to the convenience store got a Zyrtec popped a Zyrtec Felt great. Yeah. I don't want to do that four times a week throughout December to go to these parties. We're going to have to try and crack this code as to what is causing this for you. Because it's not all the time. No. Well, and I think certainly I had some rosé. It's some white wines and some rosés. Yeah. Very particular. So many preservatives. Even me, who doesn't have a, like intolerance like you do, if I'm drinking shitty wine that's yeah. got preservatives in it, I will. I could have one glass, feel and feel absolutely revolting. Mm. Whereas if I'm having something that's a bit nicer, like one of those organic natty wines, loves a natty, loves a natty, I could drink the whole bottle and jump up the next day and feel perfectly fine. Yeah, I mean, I feel that way about French wine too. Yeah, but a lot of these events that you will find yourself at at this time of year, it's always the shitty wine. And then I had a bunch of aperols. Mm-hmm. And so now my dermatitis is screaming at me. So, you know. It's... I heard Aperol's a chuggy. I don't know if we're doing Aperol's this summer. Okay. Well, I'm doing whatever I want and that's what I wanted to do. And now I'm paying the rashy price for the sugar content. <laughs> okay. So boundaries. Oh, gosh. Let's talk about it. I wanted us to have this discussion because it's come to my attention that I probably don't have the best boundaries yep what's made what's what's brought this to your attention um just having conversations with people that I think are probably quite well set in themselves and like know what they want and talking to them about relationships and then being like do you want to be in a relationship blah 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 and I'm like well you know I've got some like potentially some damage that I need to sift through around like do all people cheat? Will I ever trust anyone? And I know that the answer to those, I know the right answer to those, but sometimes I'm like in my head a little bit. So I've got some work to do, but talking to these people, they're like, I just think you don't have boundaries. Or I just think that you have like been in a couple of shitty situations. Let it perpetuate to a point where it's destructive. Yeah. And now you've got the wrong impression. And I'm like, huh. What are boundaries, though? (laughs) So this is single girl Nolsey. She's doing a bit of reflection at the end of a difficult year (laughs) and realizing that, you know, maybe some healthy boundaries in those relationships. Yeah. Things may or may not have turned out differently. Well, yeah, they wouldn't have turned out differently. Mm. It would have turned out the same. It just might have turned out the same like two years earlier. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> okay. So it's really about how long you're willing to like sit in a situation. I think so. Yeah. I think like we need to get into it, but I think that there's, it won't just be relationship boundaries that we need to have a look at. And you know, you're very similar. I think we let a lot of things go quite easily. I'm more than happy to be like, okay, well that's fine. Cause I've got Brooke <laughs> and so whatever, like don't need to worry about that you did that or that that made me feel some kind of way I'll go talk to Brooke about it and that's for work and for family and for everything 100% and I would say that I am a self self self-reported people pleaser (laughs) and so often I will just let things slide but then you'll kind of sit with it in yourself and you'll feel some type of way yeah and you wish that you had of either had a boundary in place or said something so there's definitely a bit of that going on with me too 
And we need to understand, so this is a learning app because we're like researching and, and <laughs> trying to understand as we go. But like, is it that you just get up and leave or is it that you say something? Yeah. I don't know. Because I tried, do you, you'll recall recently I had an interesting experience of trying to verbalize my feelings to a friend. Wait, what are we talking about? I recently was upset about something that happened with a girlfriend of mine. Yes. And I said to you, like, I normally would let this go, but I'm just trying to flex my voice. Like yeah, maybe one okay. time I just want to tell you that I'm upset. Yeah. And then it didn't go very well. Sorry. I got blocked. Let's just say that that friendship ended. Look. <laughs> and okay. But my message wasn't like aggress. No, I think the message was like appropriate to the action that had been taken and then you were <laughs> expressing your feeling and in any other situation where you had regularly been expressing feelings, that would have been probably something that was much better received. But because for so long this person had been just action, 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 never any consequence, right? never any like express expression of how that impacted you. Yeah. They've gone, whoa, whoa, whoa. I don't know what this is. Block. <laughs> delete. Block, delete friendship. That's, that's an unhinged So reaction. you can see that now it's going to take like a lot of bravery for me to continue on this boundary path when I've been penalized for like using my voice one time in an area where I felt like we could just unpack how yeah. I felt some kind of way. Look, to be fair, that we're better off without that person. So we're just going <laughs> to leave that there. Okay, and we're going to keep going. We're keep gonna going to keep going. Okay. All right, teach I've, me. We've done some research. Boundaries are part of all healthy relationships. Huh. But how we talk about them is important. And there's been this therapy speak revolution over mm. the last few years. Everyone's in therapy everyone's got something to say about therapy and we're hearing people use boundaries more and more like weaponized boundaries weaponized boundaries yeah so a good example of this is everyone will remember earlier in the year and because it became such a meme is that the Jonah Hill you want to die on Jonah Hill (laughs) he is a good example of weaponizing boundaries so he texted his ex-girlfriend was saying that she's violating his boundaries for all these unhinged reasons. Mm. She was having like female friendships with people that he didn't think were suitable. She was a surfer. He said that one of her ba- his boundaries was her posting pictures in bikinis. She's a professional surfer. It's like actually part of her job. So that was a real a real example of where boundaries was used problematically because none of those things were boundaries. They were just him having a view on her and trying to like micromanage that situation. Yeah. Like the boundary for him should be, I don't look at photos that trigger me. Not like you can't live your life. You can't use them to control someone else. I think this is where potentially I've taken it too far to be like, what is my like rock bottom limit? Yeah. Instead of what is like maybe a few steps before I hit that point of burst to be like, this is how I want to be treated. I just test myself with how much I can take on and let go, take on and let go, yeah. take on and let go. How Jonah much Hill can she is take? just controlling everyone else so that he has like this utopic experience for himself. And the answer probably sits somewhere in the middle. <laughs> okay. I think there's, there's a need to express what your boundary is and maybe you don't even have to express it yeah here's i think where people go wrong yeah and we did a bit of tiktok research because we're like serious investigative journalists here we are well you mostly and a lot of the girlies on tiktok were saying these are my boundaries these are my boundaries i tell everyone my boundaries i don't think that's what a purpose of a boundary is i think a boundary is something that you should just know in yourself and be able to express like when the situation arises, Mm. if you need to. It shouldn't be something that you go around saying, hey, Alana, these are my 17 boundaries. And if you cross one of them, there'll be real implications for you. Well, and that's the other thing. Like I have been so confused about boundaries because how do you enforce them? Like 
if you do this to me, I will what to you? Like, and then, and then I just learned this morning that that's not how they work. It's more like if you start yelling at me and calling me names during a disagreement, I will remove myself. There yeah. is no, you know, I'll take your phone and I'll, you know, change my profile photo. Like, I don't, there's no punishment that we're trying to create. Yeah. It's, I need to know where my limits are and I need to personally set ones that are before my actual limit because Lord knows I can take a lot. Um, And I don't think you say this is a boundary of mine. I think you say something like, you've started yelling, I have to remove myself. And then that's a much better explanation. I think once you start using like therapy speak instead of layman's terms or specifics, you put fire onto conflict. That's my, that's, that's you. <laughs> that's mine. No, that's definitely not me. That's a really good way, I think, of articulating what needs to be said here. Mm. It's not, hey, that's my boundary. <laughs> it's, these are the specifics of the situation. You've done this, so that means that I now need to do this. Yeah, and you're also maybe giving that person an opportunity to be like, well, I don't want you to walk away, so let me stop yelling. Yeah. And then you have to go, am I using my boundary as a fighting tool? Or is it genuine that I just can't deal with yelling? Because if they agree to stop yelling and you can talk, you shouldn't go. And then, you know, you've got to stick with what your rules are. You've set them. Yulu did some Reddit research. And this may be helpful to help us get our heads around what is and isn't a boundary. Let's judge some. Let's read some out and judge them. See, here's the thing. Like someone said, these are my boundaries. Don't lie to me. Don't lie to others and expect me to have your back. Again, get the second one, but the first one, like, don't lie to me. Okay, well, isn't that just common sense? But everyone lies, so. If my time is not respected for scheduling, I will stop organizing hangouts with you. I think that's a good one. Yeah. I think that is a good one because it's not saying if my time is not respected for scheduling, then I will... Schedule with other people who respect my time. You really just have to go, I'm not going to accept the treatment that I'm getting. And it's not about, I think when we talked about things we learned in our 20s and certainly my very recent sad experience of being blocked, like you have to become your closest relationship Mm. to the point that every other relationship in your life can come and go and you will be okay because it's not worth staying with people who really do make you feel small or shitty or unsafe every time you see them or enough times that it becomes really stressful to have to maintain that friendship. I mean, take it from me. I haven't spoken to my dad for two years. <laughs> I did set a boundary. Hard boundary. All right, give us the next one. We shall not discuss my weight. Boundary I set with my parents. Yep, that's a good one. And they do say, I will remind you once or twice, but then I will probably just leave. I like that. I like that that there can be some compassion for the other person in the situation because here's here's the thing. No one's walking around thinking like, How am I gonna how am I gonna get to you? How am I gonna get under your skin? And they, they may not <laughs> think I think that's what my dad does. <laughs> Okay, maybe how am I gonna get to you today? I want to make you cry at this dinner. (laughs) Maybe let me rephrase this. Okay, no one's walking around going like, "Oh, I know what her boundaries are. I'm gonna push them. I'm gonna push them so hard." Yes, but they just may not be mindful of the situation, or you may not have expressed your boundary. Yeah. So I think that's a good example. Like, my boundary is, I will remind you once or twice. But if I have to keep reminding you, then I'm just going to disengage. Yeah, we can't have this conversation. Yeah. Okay, so there was one, I don't talk to people who yell at me, which I actually have a very similar. I think my prior to us wanting to go down this path of establishing boundaries and we're not going to write them down and we're not going to put them on social media. It's just an exploration internally. But I've always had one around physical safety and yelling leads to, I don't know, yeah rage and rage freaks me out i'm just a girl I'm just a small child baby yeah if people are yelling that's no way to have a name calling's the other one because you remember it like get angry about the thing don't start calling me a slut 
whatever <laughs> or something meaner than that because that's fine for an example yeah um i don't stay out later than 11 p.m unless i'm having a lot of fun i flex this on the weekend it doesn't get more fun after midnight especially when you've been out since lunch yeah go brief, home brief interlude don't ever be the last person to leave a party i've learned this so hard oh because I used to be the person that would love to hang on until the sun's coming up. <laughs> and it doesn't get any more fun. After midnight, the party just gets into madness. Just go home. I liked this one. My home is my safe space. I do not have to have anyone over ever if I don't want to. And that links up with that. Because when your house becomes like the last stop and you're like, please leave. Yeah, you've had a lot of that. In my last, last relationship, of- that's where I got to. I was like no please leave don't bring people over when i'm like literally in bed and people come into my room and wake me up with a torch like rude so then they just didn't come home at all we're not 20 anymore like that's not cool no um a rule that i have with my boyfriend is that we never force each other to go to family events if one doesn't want to go you just say you don't want to go and that's fine and feel that because I've dated like a couple of Italians yeah and the family expectation is it's every weekend I'm like I need to also see my friends and your family might ask questions but that's for you to navigate I'm it's nothing to do with them or me or you and me I just don't want to go every weekend to a family party it's definitely one that I have in my relationship is that it's so fine for you to do things with your family and so fine for me to do things with my family but no one's forced to into each other's family dynamics if they don't want to be. Reading through this list has made me realize I don't think I have any boundaries and I don't think that's healthy. See? There's <laughs> Oh, was that somebody on Reddit or was yes. that you? Because that that's somebody been on you. Reddit and yeah. it's me. Yeah. <clears throat> um, in a work situation, if you get asked to stay late, you might set a boundary to say no. Or you might set a boundary that you want that time back in lieu and have that discussion before you agree. Um, so I barely have any boundaries at work. Mm. I think in the past two years I've taken on like every additional role of someone that's left, they haven't been replaced. And I'm just now getting to like, it's making me sick, you know, like I will collapse at the end of a day or I'm in a terrible headspace or whatever the case might be. So I have I have my boundaries. I try to finish at 5 or 5.30 every day. I don't work weekends. If I can't get it done and I'm very diligent, very hardworking, nah, work smart, lazy as shit. If I can't get it done in my work hours, then the deadline's unreasonable is my new motto. Yeah, and being able to express that because the deadline hasn't been set for any specific reason usually. Yeah, they're mostly fake. Yeah. So let's just fake move it. That's a good one. And that's something like that I've definitely learned in the last, you know, 12 months or so. And probably where I was at with my work scenario this time last year, I didn't have any boundaries in the workplace. So when I took, when I left that position and took on a new role, I was very firm with my new, with my new boundaries. And this is something that's interesting to explore. It can be really hard to re-baseline boundaries in a situation if nothing has changed if there hasn't been any compelling event but you've changed but you've changed and it's okay i think for you to change people are constantly changing and that means that you need to be constantly checking in with yourself like is that boundary still serving me or does it need to shift yeah but that can be really hard to then kind of express and not enforce i don't like the word enforce but it can be hard to put in place if nothing else in the environment has changed. I think the other thing that's interesting is sometimes you may notice, like we all have them. I think the the topic of what we're talking about is like the conscious assessment and potentially setting, but everyone has them. We've, we, you find out where your boundary is once it gets tested, right? Yeah. But I have also noticed that there have been times in my life where changing a group or leaving one relationship and then starting to date someone else you're like oh wait I don't need that boundary around this different set person or group of people because I was just in a much more toxic or like less wholesome or less supportive environment before and I needed to really advocate and protect myself and now I'm like 
with all of these beautiful people that aren't actively looking to manipulate or control or get Mm. the most out of you or enter codependence or whatever those kind of things that we don't want are. And so you don't need to have such strong boundaries because people are looking after you. Yeah. Ideally, you don't want to have to go around feeling like you've built yourself into a little castle of protection. Right. Because that's exhausting in itself, constantly having to be like, no, I I can't do that or I won't do that or I feel like I need to have 85,000 rules in place to protect myself. Ideally, you want to then like shift something in that environment, whether it's your change in change in job or a change in relationship or like a change in a friendship Mm. so that you can be in an environment where you you don't have to have as many yeah yeah and this is why i don't understand people staying in jobs that really make them like not not well um uh how do you feel about this you hear it a lot on socials we obviously don't have kids but when um the new age of like gentle parents say that their kids don't have to like kiss or hug anyone hello or goodbye yeah I like really respect that also because when someone says like give auntie Alana a kiss and the kid doesn't want to I'm like am I a predator trying to kiss this kid like do you know what I mean if the kid doesn't want to kiss I'm not that desperate for it to be like let me make this kid cry so try and whack my lips on its face yeah I have I have bear born (laughs) I've witnessed this. I have witnessed this because like more and more time now I'm spending with kind of friends that have kids. The boundaries things with the kids is interesting. I think it's really great that we're not forcing the kids to be like kissing and cuddling and like giving like their body to people. Yes. I think that's great. I also think that kids are kids and two and three year olds having to say like, is this okay? Like, yeah. can we play? Like, they don't, they're not at that stage. No. And so I've seen actually someone try and force their kid to just like constantly be like asking and checking in with all the other kids around them. And it's fucking, it's weird, it's weird. man. It's weird. The kid isn't there mentally. Like, I think it's great to start having the conversations with the kid at that age. Yeah. But it was really uncomfortable for everyone because all the kids that were there were just trying to have fun and play. And then one of them is like getting bullied by their mom. And this is where I think that it's mostly should be like an organic thing. And that's why we don't have these scripted boundaries that we walk around and advertise. It's like a kid will know if it doesn't want to kiss or hug you. That we shouldn't necessarily be having to like verbalize it all the time. Like, did you want to kiss or hug? I don't want to cross your baby boundary. Yeah. No. Do you want to give that block to Jimmy or you, you don't want to cross but your baby kids boundary? Are, yeah. Kids are like the perfect example of what it's like to actually own your boundaries. Cause if they don't want to give you a hug or a kiss, they're walking away. Yeah. And that's kind of the point. It, there's no conversation required. It's like, bye. And they'll either say bye and want a hug or they'll say bye and wave and run away. <laughs> yeah. And let's all be more like the three-year-olds. But I like, I like that parents have become more aware of that because I do think, and especially coming from like a Greek background, there's so much imposed on your personal space and so much imposed... That thing about weight, like I have no, yeah, I don't have that experience, but I do have being force fed beyond my capacity (laughs) out of this love and then guilted if I don't want to eat. And I'm like, I've had three plates of food. Like this is actually not, this is physically not possible anymore. Yeah. And then getting this guilted and shamed and like, you're so rude. Your grandma's going to cry. Like what? Yeah. So that's something I don't even know. I don't know how we've worked through that as a family. I certainly just worked through that on my own and was like, get fucked. I'm not eating I love you, but I'm not eating anymore. Yeah. I've had three plates. And yeah, this like getting passed around and getting kissed very aggressively on the face. Like I'm glad that that's something that parents are becoming more aware of. Like, mum, we're fine, but it is kind of gross. Yeah. When I think about myself in these situations... I think I'm getting better at kind of knowing my boundaries and then taking an action when I feel like they're being tested. Mm. I think I'm getting better at that or I'm at least trying to be. Where I'm not 
feeling like I'm making any progress is the guilt after I've removed myself from a situation or the guilt after I've expressed the emotion. Yes. Because I can have a situation with someone and then kind of go, right, this is not for me, take myself out of it, be driving home, and then I just will feel like I'm the worst person in the world. Yeah. I'm not any... Because it feels like you're having a fight. Like you've been really dramatic. Yes. But really... There needs to be accountability on both sides. I think you can feel sad that you've potentially upset someone. And maybe there was an opportunity to give them a heads up before you left. Like, can we not do this? I don't want to be here if we're going to do this, whatever the thing is. Um, But then they have to have accountability that they kept going. They kept going. And it can always be okay. I think you can always come back. But you need to flex and shift and play with you know, who needs what. No two people are the same. And that's where boundaries become difficult because what I think is offensive or not offensive may not be the same as what you think. 100%. And then that can be confusing. Well, that's where the Jonah Hill thing comes in because I'm not going to put mine on you. I just expect you to accept that this is what's important or not important to me. And if it's important or not important to you and we have a mismatch, let's just accept it. We don't need to negotiate or get to a joint decision. I think that's a really beautiful kind of cherry on the top of the conversation. I'm becoming an expert in an hour. Yeah. I saw one that says, um, don't go through my phone. Yes. Thoughts. Yeah, I don't think anyone should go through anyone's phone ever. Like, everyone's got shady shit. If I'm I'm not, like, talking to other guys, but I might be talking about you poorly. <laughs> you don't want to see that. A phone Do you know is, what I mean? A phone is the most intimate part of someone. Yeah, I've got don't, hideous photos. And even, even if, like, my intention isn't bad, you could still misconstrue anything that you find without the context. Yes. So I once was on a trip yeah, with an old, like an old boyfriend, old in every sense. Um, (laughs) We were overseas and I woke up in the middle of the night because he was standing over me at my bedside table going through my phone. That's so weird. And I was like, what the fuck? And it was dark and he was like, oh, I was just putting your phone on charge for you. You left it somewhere. And I was like... Oh, okay. Went back to sleep. Woke up again, like five minutes. I obviously hadn't gone to sleep. Anyway, he left. So I thought I was safe. And then I was kind of like, wait, he's not in the bed. What's going on? Open my eyes. Look at my bedside table. My phone's no longer there. The light's on in the bathroom. I'm like, what is this man doing? What? So I go into the bathroom. He's literally going through my phone. Oh I'm like, my god. This is so unhinged. Like, what are you looking to find? I know what he was looking to find. Yeah. He thought you'd been shady. He was looking for the He thought receipts. I was like in love with someone else. Yes, who you know. Yeah. And I was like, I may have been over because I knew that person before you. Like I may have been over times and there may be times where I'm still processing that, but like I'm not talking to them. I'm not interested in them. There is literally nothing in my phone. So I, for the first time in my life, was on the moral high ground. (laughs) I am dancing around this hotel room like, did you find what you were looking for? (laughs) Because there's nothing there. And there really wasn't. And like I was doing my best to be a good person. I think after that, though, that really rattled me because I was like, you're really paranoid and insecure. We're obviously not in a good place. And also, if I am not like completely resolved from how I feel about someone else, maybe we shouldn't be together. So we broke up, but it's um, such a violation of going through someone's personal phone. He went through, he literally went through my phone and then I found out later he went through my room and like was looking for like journals and stuff. What a, what a pervert. Like, okay, the journals thing, that's going to tip me over the edge. <laughs> also, like, enjoy reading dear whatever you diary. find. Yeah. <laughs> enjoy reading whatever you find. Like yeah. my gratitude journal or like just processing shit that doesn't make sense to anyone but me. It should be private, but. It should be private. Um, 
but that's not a boundary that I've actively thought to have. And like, I I have had so many opportunities to go through other people's phones. Like I could have gone through my ex's phone every time he was passed out, stone cold, dead after a bender. I just don't think we do But that. what do I want to find? Like, I already know what I'm going to see. <laughs> I don't need to see it. Yeah. Like, it's only going to make me upset. What is the point? Just leave. If that's where your brain is going, the boundary should be not that. I think it should be more that you have triggers and when your triggers get hit, you need to also rein yourself in. Yeah. So when your boundary gets hit, you need to leave. And when you're being triggered, you need to go figure out what that's about. Yep. That's but a- yeah, this is... Unhinged. See how I have no boundaries? I was like not even that upset, except no. I did enjoy being on the moral high ground. Some things are just common sense and like kind of the rules of society. And I right? just stayed on that holiday. Like what else am I going to do? Yeah. I think I'm going to go home right now because you went through my phone. This is so awkward. I was so angry. I was like, why would you go through my phone on holidays? And now we're stuck on holidays together, you weirdo. Okay. Anyway, we are home now. So let's switch speeds we found that we've got our boundaries we're ready for vacation we're ready for the end of the year what are the hot wrecks and what's on your current wish list current wish list i really want to buy a summer bag i want a little some summer fun number is it like a prada like rattan rug bag not (laughs) absolutely not no dumb rattan bag that has a logo on it that should have been fifty dollars yeah and was five thousand dollars yeah absolutely not the last couple of years i had my little jacques mousse Le Chiquito, the little white. Nice. And it was so cute having the white fun fresh with the summer outfits. Mm. Uh, so I want something that's not black. Mm-hmm. I was on my vacation earlier in the week in Celine. And they have a really cute tan. Like a croissant bag. Like a croissant type bag. And, but not too curved. I think that could be it. Mm. But I'm still looking. And you know what? I really am still interested in those St. Agni bags. Yeah. And the price point is... Significantly ten times, 10 times less. So that's, in all honesty, probably where I'm at. Uh, what else have I been looking at? LSKD activewear. This is a hot wreck. Yeah. Because I've been looking for new activewear ever since I started the running. I wanted some like good new tights. Coming into summer, I definitely needed new shorts. Yeah. So I thought, give Katie a go. Everyone's been hyped about it. They sent me some. You tried them. Yes. I've tried them twice. The first time they sent me that like seamless kind of, I don't know, like stocking style. Oh, yeah. I prefer a fabric tight. Like I'm on a line girl. But the second pair I've been obsessed with. Do you know what the style was? Is it the flux? I'll have a look. Because I got the, the I got the flux in the mid short. I found the short short was just too short. Bit short. And they're just gonna roll up right up. Like you want them to stay. Yes. Where they're gonna be. So the flux style is kind of remember that old school Lulu wonder under. Love a wonder under. And it like had enough snatch, but yes. it was soft and buttery. So it's kind of like got that snatch feeling. It's got the soft butteriness of the aligns. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it just seems like a bit more high performance than an align. Yeah. You know? So I got that in the tights. I got it in the shorts. Picked up a couple of tops also in a similar fabric. And I've been wearing them all week. And i got to say, I'm into it. I love them. We went to the store together at we did. Carindale. Mm. So if you're, in, if you're in Brisbane, go to Carindale. I would recommend trying some things on. And I say this for every brand. It's not the LSKD specific. Like I have shorts from Lulu, the ones with the pockets on the side. They do not suit my body shape. Same with the LSKD. Once you find your kind of category or your range, like fabric, fit, whatever, then you're good to go online. But I I definitely think hopping in. I went in with an open mind. I tried... Four or five different styles of tights, and then I landed on the ones that I liked, and I was like, "Cool, grab them in the tights, grab them in the shorts." Yeah, definitely needed to try on because I would have bought online the pair that were just so wrong. Yeah, yeah, no, one hundred percent. Well, I also just got some new Lulus. You did get some new Lulus. My little summer 
refresh. There's a couple more things that I would like to get. They didn't have my size when we were in store. I've got a new Align crop and an Align short in bone. Bone. Mm. That's quite adventurous. I know. It feels very naked. I can't wait to be tanned. Yeah. Because it's not a like a warm cream. Cool tone. It's a cool tone. Yeah. Beautiful though. Stunning. Stunning. Devon, if you will. Devon. Yeah. And you also saw the brown set was cute, hey? Well, the espresso. So I want to get for sure the Flow Y bra in espresso to wear with my bone align shorts. Unsure if I'm going to get an espresso short. Yeah, because you could mix and match. Yeah. The brown and the bone could be quite a look. It is, for sure. Yeah, slay. You're in your K-beauty girl era. Everyone knows this. So yeah. I've been... Between the snail... The snail. The this snail is where it started. Mucin. And the rice toner. Yes. <laughs> I am K-beauty forever. So I've just seen two things on TikTok and they're targeting me now because it's multiple people talking about the two things. Do I need to try them? I will have a look. If I try them, I will report back in a few weeks. Mixoon bean essence. So someone described it as like natto, which is that hideous fermented soybean that people love that I hate because yeah. of the texture. The Japanese beans. As a facial serum. And they said it's like so much better than the snail mucin. Really? So am I trying that? The other is Volupheline. Yes. Could have known about this before I got my boobs done because it was originally brought out to enhance breast size. Well, it wouldn't have enhanced from what they were to what they are now. I don't believe any topical product <laughs> would have replaced. Like- 375 cc's. Hey. Um, anyway, so for under eyes, cheeks, mouth lines. Yeah. People are saying it actually is filling. How can, how can that be? Well, it does something around converting pre-fatty cells to fat cells. Okay. Okay, science. Do you know where we can buy it from? <laughs> the web, Amazon. I don't the know. Deep, the deep. <laughs> yeah, I need dark. to go on the. Yeah, I need to go on the dark web. The dark, deep dark web. Yeah. Okay. Well, I think you should pick some up of the bean essence and the volupheline, and come back to the girlies. Yeah. With whether with a they fat face. With <laughs> plumped. Yeah. Plumped and pumped. Um, all right, tell us what you read when you were on holidays. Okay. I read three books when I was on vacay. And I think I've talked about the first two before. Good Material by Dolly Alderton. This was actually interesting because it's written from a male protagonist's perspective, uh. which I don't, <laughs> I don't read. I don't ever read I don't love hearing what a man has to I'm say I'm unsure if that's a boundary <laughs> of mine or if I just if it's just a preference but I just don't typically pick up a male protagonist book um it was all right if you haven't ever read any Dolly Alderton you should definitely just go and read Ghosts and like by the pool I flipped through it it took me like a few hours Yes, I enjoyed it. I had some laughs, but it wasn't Mm. my favorite. Like, the guy was just annoying. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. West Side Honey, though, was a very cute rom-com about a girl who owns a flower shop. Bless. Yeah. It was very cute, and I did love it. What was the other book about the girl that owned the flower shop, and she, like, got pregnant? Oh, that was one of those Colleen Hoover ones. (laughs) Yeah. Cute. The, the, The Blake Lively She's like 21 or something and moved to New York and opened a flower shop. And you're like, perfect, same. Yeah, well, this was nothing like that. It was it was very cute and a great summer read. I would definitely recommend. And Claire Christian is an Australian author. And then the last one that I read was Prima Farsi by Susie Miller. And it was originally a play. So it was... Susie Miller is actually a screenwriter. She wrote a play, it went to Broadway, and then they've adapted it back into a novel, wow. which you don't really hear of happening very, very often. Um, and it was a one-woman play, so sort of similar to that... Um, the vagina thing? The vagina monologues? Not, no, but like maybe also... No, Fleabag. Similar energy oh. to Fleabag. Um, but like quite a serious theme. So the plot follows Tessa. She's a criminal defense barrister whose view of the legal system changes after she is sexually assaulted. 
And in terms of plotline, I guess it's almost felt like it was a fiction version of Freely Eggshell yeah. Skull. Uh, and it really drew me in. It was one of those like page turnery ones and very insightful into what life is like as a criminal defense barrister. I love that you pronounce the title with like the probably closest to correct Latin because in a courtroom you'll hear people just say prima facie, which just means on its face. So if you look at something without knowing any more about the context or the detail, what is that? Prima facie, that's a water bottle, but it could be an electrolyte. I don't know that yet. But yeah. Prima Vodka, facie, it's a water bottle. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, that's actually, I was wondering what that meant. So thank you. Yeah. That was actually putting your legal training to good use. And what I haven't been doing with my legal training is intellectual reading because I have been deep in the territory of smut. You've been reading some smut. Which you didn't even know what it was. No, tell the girlies. (laughs) It's like sex books, like dirty horn bag. So is it Fifty Shades? Yeah. Yeah. That's smut. Yeah. For sure. This is kind of like that. Anyway, it's the Sylvia Day series, Captivated by You. Um, I was... It must have been when I was at the airport coming home. I was like, I need something. So I opened iBooks and it was recommended for me. Weird though, Apple, we need to have a conversation. They recommended me the fourth book in the series. Not that I was to know that. I was just rapidly transacting before I took off. Oh yeah. And you didn't realize that it was a series. So I read the fourth book and I was like, who are these people? And then I got into it. So I read the fifth book. Oh, the no. language is the language in smut is like not okay. Like if anyone talked to me during a sexual deed the way that these two characters talk to each other, I would die. Oh no. But if you look past that, it's like, you know, rich and powerful guy with a really dark childhood history meets like beautiful That's sweetheart. <laughs> And then, like, will they, won't they? It's really, like, Fifty Shades, but I, I thought it was quite good. Um, How can they, will they, won't they for, like, five books? How is that <laughs> no, a they series? do, but then there's, like, conflict, and then, obviously, like, someone has to kill someone. Like, it's just very perfect. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. So, are you saying that the smut is a category that you enjoy and that, like, potentially I would enjoy? Well, I think, like, being lonely, I think smut is a great... <laughs> A great sexual uh, resource to rely on. You read it on your phone. Yeah. How was that? Like, fine. I do that sometimes. It's a great way to get out of social media if you're somewhere, like in a waiting room. Yeah. Or on an airplane without a book. Would you ever buy an e-reader? I have thought a lot about a Kindle. Um, I think maybe one day, but I love paperback. It's just now the Kindle's... And my understanding is they're like great reading because they're backlit without being bright and you can read them at nighttime and not like have either too much light on to read a paperback or be on your phone, which is, you know, blue light. Yeah. Disco. Disco. So potentially they are good for certain settings, but I love a paperback. Love. I love. I love going to the shop. The, the shore? The, the store. store. I love going to the store and browsing for them. And then taking your book to the shore taking and reading the, it. <laughs> taking your book to the shore and reading it. I love turning a page. I love when sand love falls out sm- of my book later. Yeah, the smell of old books. Library books. I would hate to lose that. Yeah. So I don't know if I'll ever go down an e-reader path. But to be fair, like half of my suitcase for the coast was books. I took five books because I wasn't sure how many I was going to read and I went for four nights. Yeah, it's a lot. Yeah. And when you travel overseas, like a Kindle might just be better. Yeah, all right. So maybe for specific circumstances, we'll contemplate a Kindle. Mm. And I'm currently just started The Wake Up Call by Beth O'Leary. So she is another rom-com writer. It hasn't grabbed me by the ears and pulled me in and I'm up to sort of chapter three. So I'm unsure if I'll continue. I liked the flat chair. I loved the flat chair and I liked the switch as well. I also read the switch or the road trip. Oh no, it might've been the road trip, but. They made that a show. Did they? Yes. Oh my God. Yeah. I missed that memo. Yeah, the wake up call so far, it's two people who work in a ho- in a, at a hotel front desk and the hotel's a bit of a ramshackle falling down 
hotel and they hate each other is the premise. That is not what I expected those characters <laughs> to look like. She's just pulled up the Flash uh, TV show promotion. Oh, some Paramount. I don't have Paramount. No. It's yeah. the only one I don't have. All right. Well, let's wrap it up. All right. Thanks, Toodles. everyone. Bye. Welcome back to Channel 9 News. <laughs> Oh. Breaking news. Breaking news. I'm exhausted. Oh my god. <laughs> ah. Okay. I'm fully Delolo at this time of year. I am hanging by a thread at this time of year. Literally. To a holiday that I don't have any plans for. Yeah. The countdown to doing just being here. Should I get a blow up pool? Yeah. No, we're going to get our pool membership. Do you think? We should go and check it out. Yeah. Yeah.